I'm John. And I'm Sherry. We like home stuff. We like talking. And we like the occasional game show sound effect. So welcome to Young House Love Has a Podcast, where we have deep and not so deep conversations about DIY, design, and life at home. Today you'll hear how I became a grandma. We'll relive a stressful Craigslist pickup. And we'll talk to Sabrina Soto about what really happens behind the scenes of those makeover shows. So do you feel like a podcasting pro by now? Nope. <laughs> but I was born ready. Come on. <laughs> Let's kick off this episode just like we did with the last one and talk about what's new with us. I thought I would start this time because I'm actually looking at what I wanted to talk about. We're in our bonus room. And so this isn't necessarily a totally new thing because we've had it as uh, anyone who's seen our blog post about our bonus room. It's the dresser that we turned into the media cabinet for the TV up here. But I wanted to bring it up because there was a funny backstory to getting it home that we didn't squeeze into the post. If anyone remembers from years ago, I shared a post about getting our hardwood floors home to this house. And I was I rented a truck and like it had a flat tire and I felt like I was going to tip the truck over with all the way to the wood and there was like rain all over it. Anyways, I, there's a post called Adventures in Hardwood Flooring that you could see this. That John illustrated with stick figures that are yes. hilarious. Fantastic award-winning art. So this was like, this would be the sequel to that story, getting this dresser home because it was a Craigslist dresser and we uh, had to drive about 45 minutes to get it. And so whenever we buy something on Craigslist, we always get the measurements from the person we buy it from and we always make sure they will fit in our car. So we got these measurements. We took our tape measure of the car. It fit just fine. It meant we'd had to like reconfigure the car seats and move the kids to be in a row behind one another rather than side by side. So we did all that and we headed out there. We got this thing. It was super heavy, right? Remember? Yes, solid. And we thought we could take the drawers out, but we couldn't. So we managed to get it in the car, but for some reason, the way that the legs were attached, there was like a bar across. It wouldn't slide quite as far as we thought it would into the car. And it was like sticking like just two inches out the back, but enough that we couldn't close the door. But we had like come 45 minutes. We didn't have another plan. So and it was such it was like the perfect shape, the perfect price. We just like mama wasn't leaving. Yeah, without was her like, dresser. You, were, you were married to it. So it was coming home one way or another. <laughs> so normally we have bungee cords in the car, but I just cleaned out the car, forgot to put them back in. So I had, they were like sitting on the concrete in our garage and we yeah. drove out and I should have noticed them. And so ill prepared of us. Yes. So uh, we bought a bungee cord from the guy for a dollar. Yeah, the most anyone's <laughs> ever paid for a single bungee cord. He only had one, but we bought it. It was enough to keep it in the car with the hatch like slightly cracked as we made it to the Home Depot that just happened to be down the street from him and I could buy some more. And so we got this thing like kind of rigged up and we're going down. By this time, it is getting dark and... Oh, and the door is beeping the whole time. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. So when the hatch isn't fully closed, it goes boop, boop, boop. And the kids are like, what is that? Why is it doing that? They probably couldn't hear it so much over the wind coming in from the back. And so I'm like, guys, this is an adventure. <laughs> yeah, I was like, my heart was about to beat out of my chest because here we are back on the highway coming home. I'm going like 40. But, you know, you see other people do this all the time and it doesn't look as scary as when you're the one doing it. Maybe yeah. we're just paranoid. I think it was all the noise. It was just so loud. Yeah. And the beeping. I mean, it makes you feel like there's a timer that's about to explode. Yeah. It was just fine. We got home just fine. There was no problem at all. It was like not unsafe, just uncomfortable. Just scary. Yeah, we were nervous. My lesson learned when we measure, make sure there's like a few extra space of buffer in that measurement. And then also- Always have your bungee cords. Always have your bungees or rope or even those like ratchet ties or something to keep it in there tight. But totally worth it, right? Look over there, gaze at it. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. I lost a year of my life, but totally worth (laughs) it just from being stressed out about it. 
Okay, but uh, let's do happier news. What is new from your end of things, Sherry? Well, we have a new member of the family. Her name is Chloe the fish. She's a little beta fish. She's enjoyable. I like having her. Our daughter turned six and all she wanted was a beta fish for her birthday and very consistently requested it. So we went and got one on her birthday and she looked at the whole wall of like pink and red and flowy blue and purple fish and she zeroed in on a colorless one with very short fins. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a female. Kind of the runt of the pack. <laughs> Well, she's a female, which they're known for not having as long fins or as much color. And she's um, like sort of white and shiny, like iridescent. Yeah, she's she's kind of She looks like a minnow. She's cute. She's very cute. I just was very surprised because I had totally pegged the choice. It's not the like one your eye goes to when you look at a wall beta fish. Right. I thought it would be like blue and purple or pink and red or, you know, something really long and flowy. And the reasons for the, the choice were very sweet. She said she wanted to get the one she thought someone else might not save and she wanted to take care of it, which I thought was adorable. Once we got her home and put her in the tank, she looks very cute. She looks more colorful, not, you know, she's like shiny, iridescent, whitish with like some blue shininess to her skin or her scales, I guess. But it was one of those examples of like when next to giant, flowy, red, purple, green, orange fish, she looked sort of bland, but she's adorable. So I'm a fish grandma now and I... um, You look very good for a fish grandma. Thank you. Well, that's what's new. We're going to go back to my favorite portion, the game portion. look so scared sherry you did great last time i don't know i need to follow my gut that's what i learned from last time so this section we like to call what's not Mm -hmm. and i have three different questions for you where i'm going to give you a category and i'm going to give you five things in that category four are real and one i have made up you know it would make this easier if there were only three well i don't (laughs) want to make it easier uh, I, again, have a category that is all paint colors. Do you want that one first? Wait, can I preface this by saying, you guys, when John is preparing this, I'll be, like, on the phone on a I'll be a like, call. get out of here. This right. is top secret. And I'll be on a call and walk through the office. I'll be like, get out! It's <laughs> like, I don't want you to see what windows I have open. I know, and I'm like, I'm not looking at your computer. But So he's very secretive, so there's not any funny business. This is like protecting the Oscar envelopes, okay? I don't want you to know the winners. Okay. So this category is called furry four-legged paint colors. That are mostly brown. (laughs) Makes sense. Yep. So you ready for them? Yes. They are otter. Okay. Hamster. Okay. Gopher. Ooh. Beaver. Wow. Chipmunk. Oh my gosh. They. uh, I mean, hamster and otter. Hamster's a little weird. Gopher's really weird. Say them one more time. Otter. Otter, I think, is real. Hamster. Hamster is questionable, but I could see it being real. Gopher. Gopher sounds strange. Beaver. Beaver is, I feel like that's real, even though it's weird. Chipmunk. Chipmunk is random. You're going to have to make a choice at some point. I think I'm just going to go with my gut and I'm going to say hamster. It's not, wait, this is my reasoning, right? Okay. Well, it doesn't make sense when I say Don't no. Don't reason, because if you're wrong, then it's... I just feel like it's the least glamorous of all of them. But then when I say that, I'm like, is a gopher really glamorous? <laughs> Um, your response is making me feel like I'm wrong, so I'm going to change it to gopher. <laughs> Darn it. I don't need a poker face. Gopher's the wrong one. Yes. Yep. Uh, otter is a Sherwin-Williams color. Otter actually sounds nice. Yeah. I like otters. Hamster is a true value color. 
Okay, so maybe it's like a like a wood chip tone. All of these are kind of brownish, except for chipmunk, which was a little bit more orange. Uh, chipmunk is a Dun Edwards color. Oh, fancy. And beaver is a Jeff Lewis color. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> he loves an innuendo. Yeah, so... Uh, and of course, I should say, these are all according to what I can find on Google. They seem to be current paint colors listed on these brands' websites. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Someone comes and be like, hamster got discontinued. It's not real either. <laughs> I was dying to paint my sunroom I hamster. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why this one wasn't a popular color. Okay. Category two. So this comes from a PBS documentary, uh-huh. which I was watching on my phone the other night, called 10 Homes That Changed America. So they did a list of 10 homes that had some sort of influence over uh, architecture in America. So there's five. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you one of them was not on the list. Okay. They are Falling Water, Mm -hmm. Monticello Mm -hmm. here in Virginia, Mm -hmm. the White House, Mm -hmm. the Eames House. Of course. And Marina City, which is those tall two towers in Chicago that have kind of like the scalloped edges. I feel like it's the White House. Your reasoning? It seems like an obvious one that would be on the list, but it's not like the others in that they feel like they were more influenced by a specific designer. And I don't know lots of White House history, but it seems like it was just built to be fancy as opposed to like being Frank Lloyd Wright or being Ames or something like that. So I, I'm probably wrong, but that's my guess. You are right. Yes! The White House is not on the list. And your rationale was very good as well, too, because it was really about the way that architecture in America pivoted when these particular buildings were built. So, right, and nobody started building White Houses after the White House. Yeah, probably not. And it was reflective <laughs> of other styles already. So, But it was a really interesting documentary, which I think uh, is still, at least at this time of the recording, available to watch on the PBS website. And you can also buy it on iTunes. But it talks about chronologically how we go from all these different architectural styles, which I didn't really realize, all the way starting at like Pueblos in New Mexico, mm-hmm. all the way up to like eco and green building in you know the current time. So it was really interesting. Um, They also did 10 buildings that changed America, 10 towns that changed America, and 10 parks that changed America. I have not viewed those. Okay, so you ready for your last category for what's not? Yes. So these are country songs. Oh, my favorite genre. Your favorite genre of music. Guys, that's sarcasm. These are country songs with a particular like home or DIY bent to their titles. Okay. Okay, again, five of them, one is fake. Oh, gosh. Ready? Like, these are going to be hilarious. Flushed from the bathroom of your heart. Okay. I'm gonna hire a wino to decorate our home. Okay. Oh my gosh. Billy broke my heart at Walgreens and I cried all the way to Sears. That's so specific. I'd patch up our love, but I'm fresh out of nails. And you can't pull a U-Haul to heaven. I'd patch up our love, but I'm fresh out of nails. You are three for three today. Ah! You know why? That one made the most sense to me. And then I was like, country music just doesn't make sense to me. It's how I'm built. So I was like, that one resonates strongly with me and therefore probably isn't country. I did have trouble because they were also out there. I mean, I was like, the Walgreens and Sears one is so hilariously specific. Yeah, apparently it's a song by Ruby Wright. I don't, I don't know her. But that Flush from the Bathroom of Your Heart was a Johnny Cash song. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so three for three on that installment of What's Not. Well oh done, Sherry. Gosh. I really have to step up my game. You know game. what? It's all gut. That's what I'm learning. It doesn't, you can't like reason it. If you reason it, it almost makes less sense. You just have to guess. Well, you get to soak up your victory for like one hot second because we get to call Sabrina Soto now. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? You sound lovely and refreshed. 
Oh, please. I have a six-month-old. I know. You're kind of amazing. (laughs) It's fake. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very convincing. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I feel like there's no introduction that would do you justice, Sabrina. It seems like your list of television gigs is practically endless. People probably know you best from HGTV, including shows like The High Low Project, Get It Sold, and even as a judge on Design Star. So we're very excited to talk to you about all that stuff, as well as your style at home and your new product lines. Yay! It sounds so cool when you list it out like that. (laughs) I know, you're pretty major, Sabrina. (laughs) Well, of all those shows that you've worked on over the years, what stands out as one of your favorites or most memorable? Well, I think Get It Sold was fun because it was my first HGTV show and it was the first time I was able to really work on both of my passions, TV and design. But it was, you know, because it was my first show, it was really difficult for me, like a learning curve. So that was fun in the sense of like getting my feet wet, but definitely the High Low Project was the most fun because it wasn't about real estate or staging. It was just about purely design and my passion, which is budget design. We were like HGTV fans from the beginning and we're like, I feel like we've grown up with you. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh my God, it's been nine years. Wow. So, I mean, over 300 episodes, it's been quite a ride. When you sleep, do you like talk to camera? No, but I do like have dreams sometimes of things not showing up or like paint being wrong. And But that's usually when I'm like super stressed out. <laughs> that is so funny. It's like when I was a waitress, I used to dream about forgetting to bring someone the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm similar I- stakes, sure. <laughs> Hey, but you know what? It's design TV. I'm not curing cancer. It's still, it's supposed to be fun. Some people take it too seriously. No, we love that about you. That's always a good reminder. Yes. Uh, Well, we were wondering, how has designing for television influenced your own home's decor? Well, designing for TV is just completely different. You're always wondering about camera angles and Sometimes, you know, you're just completely forgetting about some corners because the camera's never going to see it. Obviously, I would still finish up the space for a homeowner, but it wasn't the priority for that last reveal. Um, So I don't really do TV design in in my house because it's just different. It's um, it's a little bit more thought out. And for me at home, I just want to be comfortable. It doesn't always have to look pretty and, and tailored. I feel like it's probably the same way for a lot of people who do a show. There's like the polish you put on for other people. And then there's like the hominess and the like cozy settle into it that you do when you're at home. Yeah, it doesn't have to be everything doesn't have to be styled perfectly. And a lot of designers say their house is a lot harder to do than somebody else's. But I find it to be completely the opposite. Like I know what I like, so I can make a decision quickly. But I'm constantly, you know, when I'm doing it for other people worried, are they going to like it? Is this what they were asking for? It takes me a lot longer. Well, and I heard you say somewhere that, you know, part of the challenge of designing for TV is you have to have a sort of explanation or reason or lesson out of everything you do. I think we sort of had a similar experience in blogging where we had some narrative to go behind every decision. And sometimes when you don't have that, and you're just designing for your own house, you can just do it because it feels good. Or right, because right. I like right, it. Right, because it looks good. For TV, everything has to have a purpose. Everything, the producers are constantly asking, why, why did you put that there? Why did you place that there? Why did you choose this color? It's like, because I did. Like, it's, just, it's, it's been 10 hours. Who cares? Just, you know, let me do it. <laughs> you know, you guys did it for so long. Sometimes you do it for so long and you just, you think... Yeah, people already know why I did this. Like, it's not new news, but it's always new news for a lot of people. I love that. So here's the question I have for you. You always look so calm and collected and poised. It is almost ridiculous. I have never seen you sweat. What makes you nervous? Oh, my gosh. I'm a hot mess. (laughs) 
that is good editing because I am Latin. I'm 100% Cuban. I'm fiery. I'm feisty. I curse a lot. <laughs> I'm just glad that nobody ever gets to see that side of me. But um, everything, you know, what makes me nervous, the, a reveal makes me nervous to wonder if somebody's really going to like what I created because design is so personal. And, you know, if somebody doesn't like it, it I feel like it's a reflection on me. But what makes me nervous now is just everything that has to do with Olivia. Being a mom has completely changed my life. Everything I worry about, you know, is what if she falls? What if she like she's crawling and she hits her head? What if she's this? What if she's that? It's like, oh my gosh. I remember when I used to like fret about work. Now I'm like, that was nothing compared to being a mom. Totally. So speaking of your new baby, Olivia, how has your house changed to be more family friendly? I was telling Steve last night, I don't like wall to wall carpet. But I kind of wish now we had it in the living room because we have just, you know, these really thin rugs and hardwood oak floors. And it's just hard for her to always be on the floor. So I have those foam tiles everywhere. There are just toys and everything just all spread all over my living room. And every night I clean it up. But my goodness, I never thought I was going to be that person. And I've become that person. (laughs) Before our oldest was crawling, we wrote a post about how we had like mastered baby toys because like we had this little pile of like six toys that were not spread out any further than her arms could reach at the time. We were like, you just put them in a basket, guys. We've got this. We were like, we just won <laughs> parenting. Like, we And then we're like, oh no, the kid's mobile. Stuff is everywhere. We do not have this at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, and we have toys in every room. It's, I mean, I do have it in baskets, but it's, they don't stay in baskets. That's for sure. Totally. Well, let's talk about uh, your products because you have home lines both at Target and HSN right now, which is awesome. Yes. There's what? Bedding, pillows, shower curtains, changing pad covers, curtains, list goes on. Lots. Yeah. More stuff on Target. The HSN has curtains and pillows and bedding and quilts, sheets. Um, and then Target also includes kids, teen coming out, uh, babies now there in some stores. Um, and then I'm working on pet That'll be out next year as well. Oh, that's so, so fun. Got the whole family covered. I know. I have the whole family covered, but it's so fun. I mean, everybody knows I'm a huge fan of Target. So be, to be able to have my line there and have it fun and modern, then, you know, there's such a good place to be because they let you as a designer just really tell your own story instead of where a lot of, you know, retailers kind of hold your hand. And you guys know that being you guys have lines out and you know, you, you have to sort of make sure that you're making everybody happy, the consumer, but also the retailer as well. So do you have any favorite pieces or should we just buy all of them? <laughs> For me, I love the baby and the kids stuff because, you know, I love color. I'm so much so that my mom was over this weekend and said enough already. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love color. So for me, like kids bedding and, and baby bedding, it's that time that I can really go crazy and it won't be too much. My favorites are your pineapple bedding and the anchor sheets. They're so cute. They're so cute. And in person, they're even like so more delicious and soft. I'm going to find them and I'm going to rub my face all over them, Sabrina. And send me a picture. I will. Okay. <laughs> Deal. Um, well, hey, let's talk about HSN for a second because yeah. you got to film live with them, right? It's crazy. It's just like the movie Joy, right? It really is. And the weirdest thing, and you're not even going to believe this, but I never saw that movie until I was on the flight back from HSN. And I'm thinking, why didn't I watch this on the way there? It's no, because it would have made you so nervous. No, it would have helped me. I was already nervous. I actually started crying. I started tearing up on the first hour because I was so nervous. And then they had a picture of Olivia and a picture of my family. And 
you, you know, what a lot of people don't know is it was four years ago to that exact month that I went to HSN trying to talk them into letting me have a betting line four years. Exactly. So such a long journey to actually be there. I got so emotional, but. Oh my gosh. And the mom hormones are real. When you see a picture of your baby, you're like, stop it. I know. And I started tearing up and my manager's like next to the the camera, like pull yourself together. This is live. And (laughs) it's so fun, but it's so nerve wracking because there's three cameras and then there's a screen in front of you that shows you how much, like how many people are on the phone, how many people are on hold, how many pieces have sold and how many pieces you have to sell. And it's like, tick, it's really ticking like the movie. And the producers are telling you, do not look at the screen, but it's hard. It's like, you're, you're the one who created this product and to not look at the screen to see if people like it or not, it's impossible. Oh my gosh. It's like the most real time feedback. Oh my gosh. It's, but then that's why I love, I love doing HSN and I also love doing Facebook live because it is that real time that I get to talk to people and immediately answer questions to me. Like that's, the most fun I could ever have. I love that. Now you feel like you've mastered HSN. Like if you went back, would you be nervous? Oh, no, no. I've not mastered anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going back in September, but now I feel like I have, I have a little bit more knowledge and obviously experience doing it, but I'm by no means am I joy. I've got a long ways to go. We try to find it, but you know, they don't leave that stuff on demand. I was like Googling everywhere to try to find you on it because I'm sure I saw in your Instagram that you were there and I knew you'd Killed it, but well, I wanted you can, to see it. They, on HSN, if you go to my product page, they still have the videos up of <laughs> me trying to sell the stuff. Oh, awesome. You know what? So we'll link to those in the show notes. And if anyone listening wants to go to younghouselove.com slash podcast, you can see Sabrina just nailing it on HSN. I wouldn't use the word nailing it, but <laughs> <laughs> trying to nail it. <laughs> But no, it's fun. It's really, it was an amazing experience. But it's like Vegas too. There are so many celebrities going in and out of there. There are no windows, so you don't even know what time it is. When I was leaving, this woman stopped me to see how great I was. And then I realized it was Jessica Seinfeld. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. And Nene Leakes was there before me. It was just so fun. I just... I hope the next time I go that Jennifer Lopez is going to be there because I will just faint. I love it. The internet would explode if you Instagrammed a picture of you and her together. Explode. My mind would explode. (laughs) It would actually be a picture of your brain exploding next to Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) So I'll cross my fingers. She's there next time. Well, your job at HGTV also seems really cool because you get to work with so many other great designers and carpenters and do all the fun makeovers. But tell us one thing that's sort of unglamorous or unexpected about a job that seems so amazing to everyone from the outside. More and more, HGTV is sort of pulling back the curtains of showing the drama that goes on with these makeovers. But there is so much that goes wrong in these shows that you have no idea about. And and the thing is, on Friday, it's a reveal. Whether that room is ready or not, and there's been many times things were stolen when we were trying to load in from a house. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, one time we gave the homeowner all new bedroom furniture. I was loading in the new furniture and he had just put on Craigslist that he was putting his new furniture or his old furniture out front and it was free. Oh no, I see where this is going. Yes, and somebody came with a pickup truck and took all of the new furniture. Oh my gosh. I seriously started crying because the production company wouldn't give me any more money. And it was just, I still needed to make a TV show out of it. And so there was one episode of Get It Sold that I used file cabinets as nightstands. And that was the episode. But I mean, it's, listen, it's so fun, but it's not by any means glamorous. There are many long hours. You're spending a week in somebody else's house, which means using their bathroom, sitting on, you know, their bed sometimes to take a break. It's just, 
you know, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but you know, we all get it done and it's, I don't ever take it for granted. And nine years, man. I know you deserve like some sort of medal or trophy. (laughs) Well, I've been taking some time off. So we did a pilot in October when I was hugely pregnant for HGTV, which was Equity Angels. So that aired um, a few months ago. So now I'm sort of in between shows doing a lot of digital content online and still doing my blog and, and doing, you know, designing 2017. So I'm not having to work long hours right now on a set, which I'm grateful for too, because I don't know how I would do it right now with Olivia being so little. Well, I'm glad you're getting that time with her. It's, you can't get it back. No, you can't. And she's already getting so big. Well, Sabrina, if you're up for it, we'd love to wrap up by playing a little game with you. Oh, I love it. Sort of a rapid fire round to keep you on your toes. Okay. Here's the idea. You've worked side by side with so many other designers and celebrities over the years. We want to get your take on them in one sentence. (gasps) Okay. You can tell us what they're like, what your first impression was, whatever it is, but you only get that single sentence. Oh, gosh. Okay. I was going to give you three words, but Sherry, she made a campaign. Three words is so boring. She'll be like, nice, funny, sweet. (laughs) I hope I'm going to say that. (laughs) I'm warning you. I'm very honest. Okay. Okay, go. Uh, David Bromstad. Hilarious. Totally inappropriate. Just a ball of fire. Bethany Frankel. Uh, <laughs> she was not very nice to me when I was on her show. Oh, I always like her on Housewives. I did too. I was a huge fan of hers until I was on the show. She was very standoffish. She didn't even talk to me and uh, it was very bizarre, but she could have just been having a bad day. Uh, Genevieve Gorder. Genevieve is super bohemian, fun. I mean, at first we sort of, not butted heads, but it was like, um, I don't know, it was sort of cold, but we have completely connected. And I think she's super talented and fun, fun, fun. Drew Lachey. Oh God, I love him. He was such a hard worker. He was really fun to hang around with. And like, I was completely asking him inappropriate questions and he was such a good sport. <laughs> Okay, Vern Yip. I love Vern. He is super professional, one of the most intelligent people I've ever met, and a heart of gold. What about Rachel Ray? Um, Rachel Ray, I think she's super talented. I don't have, I mean, when you're on your sh- her show, at least for me, it was like all business all the time. Man, maybe t- that's a theme with talk show hosts. That, no, because Steve Harvey is the bee's knees. Katie Kirk, when I was on her show, was amazing. And I'm not saying Rachel Ray, it's just, I guess, you know, they do so much so quickly. And there's, there's so many segments that it's, you know, for me, it's like, oh, I'm here. Like, I've got all the time in the world. And for them, they're like, all right, let's wrap this up. I got the next segment to get to. Right. Got it. What about Candace Olsen? I only met her once on a Design Star finale. And she all she said was like five words to me. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I assume like everyone on the HGTV family is like at picnics together. <laughs> you, you guys don't like live in a compound? <laughs> no, well, we used to. We used to do this thing called wine and design every year where um, they used to get everybody together for like a cocktail party. And I don't know why they stopped doing it. I'm sure there was a reason. But we actually always, all of us used to get together. And it was just, we would stay up until the wee hours of the morning, just having fun and dancing and drinking. And it was amazing. That's so but- cute. They need to bring that back. They do. They would be fun. But we still, I mean, I still see Genevieve when she comes into town. She, you know, she came when I was pregnant and brought the baby some gifts. And I see Vern whenever he's in town. And Tanya and I are still really, really close. And we speak almost every week. Oh, that's so sweet. 
What about Emily Henderson? Um, I've only met her a few times. So um, I saw her at the Novogratz party a few weeks ago. And I was, we were able to talk baby for a little bit. What about Wendy Williams? Oh my, how you doing? I <laughs> love that woman. She is so, so good at her job. It's incredible. You walk into, like you're in the green room of that show and you feel like you're at a dance club. The music's blasting. It's like a party atmosphere. And when you get on set, she is no joke. She's fun. She's sassy. She's like super witty. I, I seriously, I, I just love her. I'm a huge fan. That's awesome. What about Chip and Joanna Gaines? Never met them. They have to start the picnics back up. Yeah, we need the picnics for that. <laughs> and what about Ty Pennington? When we worked on Extreme Makeover, it was the last season. And I think at that point, everybody had just been exhausted by the whole thing. And I mean, he was, he's a character. He's, a, he's exactly who you see on television. Well, I, I, We'll point out we broke the single sentence rule, but I think it was worth it. I'm surprised you guys didn't ask me about the two, the only person I, I was worried about you of asking about you didn't. So I, <gasps> I don't stop. do that to me. Who is it? <laughs> I'm not telling you. No, we'll, we'll get you on another episode and we will crack you, Sabrina Soto. I, I was going to answer, honestly. And I'll, now I'm like, phew. Well, well done. We can't thank you enough for your time, Sabrina. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Um, you're so fun. You are great on TV, but you're even greater when you get to talk to you like this. You should stop doing TV and just only do podcasts. Yeah, only talk to us on the phone. <laughs> oh my God, to not have to put on mascara and just be in my pajama pants, which I am doing right now. I will do this all the time. <laughs> oh, wait, we didn't have to put mascara on for this? <laughs> Dang it, John. Oh, I, I always forget how this works. Uh, well, anyways, everyone be sure to check out Serena's products on both Target and HSN. Check out her gorgeous home, which was recently featured in HGTV Magazine. We're going to put a link to that on younghouselove.com slash podcast, too. Thanks so much, Sabrina. Thanks, guys. Thank Talk you. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, Sherry, let's wrap up with We're Digging. What are you digging this week? This week, I am digging ferns. Ferns? Ferns, the plant. Um, I love them because they work outside on our back porch. We have three huge planters. And every year for the past few years, I've just spent like 30 bucks for three really big ferns. They're like 10 bucks each at places like Depot or Lowe's or even at the local nurseries. And I bring them home. It's like I have a car full of giant furry, feathered little friends, which have neither fur nor feathers, but... say <laughs> what are these, like, birds? <laughs> they're, they're like my little pets in the back, and I talk to them the whole way home. And then I throw them into the, the planters, and they do great. They literally last from spring to fall, and they look beautiful, and I never water them, but the rain seems to be fine for them. And um, another reason I'm digging ferns is we have, like, three or four indoor ferns, and they're pretty easy. My tip for indoor ferns is I don't have any luck with the fancy ones, like the feathery, super light ones, like asparagus ferns, or I got one that was like lacy looking, like a lace fern. That's not the right name, but it was something, you know, it looked like very delicate. But the normal ferns that kind of look like a smaller version of the outdoor ferns have been so easy. And I have one in the guest room and one in our daughter's room and a few downstairs in the kitchen and dining room because it's, they're just pretty simple to take care of and they bring some life to a room. So yeah, this week I'm giving it up for ferns. Well, what I'm digging this week is actually another podcast. It's called Surprisingly Awesome. As the title suggests, they find a subject that inherently sounds very boring, like mold or adhesives or interest rates or broccoli, <laughs> things that sound very boring, and then uh, uncover interesting facts about them that actually make them surprisingly awesome. I thought the, the adhesives one was riveting. See, and, and you were time, not saying that sarcastically. No, and the whole time I was like, why do I like this so much? <laughs> 
They do a good job. I'm actually currently in the middle of an episode about mattresses. Oh, yeah. Which Which he's like bringing up in normal conversation. Like, hey, you want to know something about mattresses? Yeah. You want to know something about mattresses? Yes. They went to a store in New York City where they laid on like the fanciest mattress that Elton John and Madonna have or something like that. Guess how much it was? Um, Elton John. Let's see. Maybe $19,999. I thought you were going to say, instead of 19, I thought you were going to say 90, and then you would have been right. What? $90,000 for a mattress. Well, you do spend a lot of your life in bed. Yes. uh, Well, (laughs) so anyways, uh, Surprisingly Awesome, it's a podcast that I thoroughly enjoy for wholly dorky reasons. And I thoroughly enjoyed John for all of his dorky reasons. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So that wraps it up. Thanks for listening to Young House Love Has a Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe in iTunes so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, we'd love it if you take a second to leave us a rating and review. They're a huge help to new podcasts like ours. Plus, if you tell us what you're enjoying, we can, you know, do more of that. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Our name is Young House Love on all of those. And hit up younghouselove.com slash podcast for notes, links, and photos from this and other episodes. Do it. You can see a picture of Chloe the fish. Later. Bye.